Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. And we are here after another. This is our sixth, seventh race in a row where we've had great racing from Thunder Valley, Bristol Motor Speedway. And man, what a finish. What an emotional time. What a great weekend at Bristol. But the cup race was great last night. Yeah, we saw a lot of lead changes. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, Denny Hamlin was. I mean, he got the pole there. I think his first pole of the season. But, you know, he was strong. And, man, you just can't help but feel sorry for Matthew D. and Benedetto. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But, yeah, it was it was quite. It was going to be quite the Cinderella story. It was going to be another NASCAR story. You know, back in the day, they used to call it the, the NASCAR, where where they sus- people suspected NASCAR predetermined the outcome of the races. But it would have been a great story if he could have held on. But he got into a little bit of trouble with about 20 laps to go. Got into Ryan Newman. Said the car got tight. And Matt, for for all, I mean, he he ran a great race. He really did. And, and if he hadn't gotten into to Newman trying to get past the lap traffic, he would have won that race. There's no doubt. But Hamlin was on a rocket ship at Bristol Motor Speedway. And, man, if he did win, that would have been one heck of a spoiler for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, and we'll get into that, too, because that would have, that would have really thrown a kink in the works. And uh, we're getting down to the time where some guys are going to have to win to get in, and there's going to be some guys – Pretty prominent guys, I think, are not going to be in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your driver, your favorite driver, finished at Bristol Motor Speedway last night. In first place, Joe Gibbs driver Denny Hamlin, followed by Matt Dean Benedetto, Brad Kozlowski in third, Kyle Busch in fourth, followed by Chase Elliott in fifth, Kyle Larson in sixth, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, Kurt Busch in ninth, and rounding out your top ten, Ryan Blaney in tenth. Ryan Newman, eleventh. 12th was Daniel Hemrick, 13th Martin Truex Jr., 14th Bubba Wallace, 15th Alex Bowman, 16th Joey Logano, 17th Chris Busher, 18th Ryan Priest, 19th Jimmy Johnson, 20th Ty Dillon. And 21st, William Byron, followed by Eric Jones, Paul Menard, Corey LaJoy, Landon Castle, and 26th, Ross Chastain, Matt Tiff, J.J. Yelly, Eric Amarola, and then 30th, Quinn Huff. 31st, Kyle Weatherman, 32nd, B.J. McLeod, 33rd, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Austin Dillon, 34th, 35th, Josh Balicki, David Reagan, 36th, 37th, Michael McDowell, 38th, Reed Sorensen, and bringing up the end of the field in the number four, Kevin Harvick. Rough day for Harvick at Bristol. Yeah. 39th. Luckily, he's got a win, and he's good on points, so he's, he's all set for the playoffs. Just one of those days, but again... Jimmy Johnson and the 48 team just cannot find any luck. No, and 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 it just and this was a typical Bristol race. 500 laps. Denny Hamlin had problems. They had a loose wheel had to come in. Had to use some pit strategy to to get back their two laps that they went down. And Bristol is a track where you can do that. You can have a problem early in the race. 
It's a 500-lap race. You have a problem, you know, in lap 150, 250. You've got lots of time to make that up. And, and Hanlon, they were able to do it. And uh, i I got to tell you what, I think Denny Hanlon is becoming a real threat to win his first championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, starting off the season with the Daytona 500 win, not it's his second Daytona 500 win. And I think this is his fourth win this season now. And, I mean, Hamlin's, I mean, he's now in Martinsville, Bristol. He's shown up on these short tracks. Same with, you know, Kozlowski, Logano. But Hamlin, he seems to be the one that we're starting to see dominate. And uh, I totally agree if, I mean, I think obviously all four, uh, maybe all four of the Gibbs drivers are going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, you have two of those drivers that have won championships. And Hamlin has been so close. He's had some heartbreaking uh, situations that have have kept him out of you know away from the championship. But uh, you got to like the way they've been running the last few weeks. They have just really put together a string of great runs, and uh, we'll hear from Denny in just a little bit. And he talks about how things have been going well for that team. But there was just you could watch in the race last night that you could just tell he had the fastest car on the track, and he was not having any trouble navigating the lap traffic, which can be a problem at Bristol because you have guys, there were only seven cars finished on the lead lap. So you have lots of lap traffic at Bristol. You have guys that are uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, fifteen, twenty laps down that are still out there on the track. And because it's a half-mile track, you've got cars everywhere. And so the lap traffic can be kind of a problem there. Yeah, and that's just... That's just one of the things on short track racing you got to learn how to handle is, you know, you're going to have lap traffic. And it's almost going to be, especially at Bristol, it's it's almost nonstop if you're the leader. And uh, it can hurt sometimes. But, man, we've talked about Matt D and Benedetto this whole season and the run he's had. And sad news this last week, you know, hearing that he, you know, he, you know, doesn't have, he's not going to be with Levine Racing in 2020. They're wanting Christopher Bell to move on up from the Xfinity Series, which he's a great driver. But, I mean, he's got to have a ride next year. Matt DiBendetto will have a ride next I, year. I just hope it's a team that can give him, because, you know, we saw Alex Bowman before he was with Hendrick Motorsports. He just didn't have the ride to kind of really show the talent he has. There and, are some guys, if if you're... If you're in the last year of your contract and you've not had a real good year, you better be looking over your shoulder at Matty D because he has proven he belongs in the Cup Series. He has run in the top ten consistently this year, consistently in the top ten everywhere. It didn't matter what track it was, short track, super speedway, road course. He has done a tremendous job. This kid has done all he can do to prove he belongs in the Cup Series, and I believe and I hope – that some owner out there will say, hey, this kid this kid has worked his tail off. He needs to be in my car. And, I mean, yesterday, I mean, that got so much emotion out of fans. And even, I mean, Hamlin felt bad. But in NASCAR, you know, drivers, I would hate to see them, like, give just, you know, allow them to win. There's certain, certain circumstances with your teammates or something. You might help each other out. But this is racing. And it, it stinks. It's one of the heartbreaks in this sport. You know, Jeff Gordon was one of the greatest teammates 
to his teammates at Hendrick Motorsports, but he used to say, the, the final three laps, final four laps, there are no teammates. You're going for the win because that's what it's about. You, you've got to represent your you're, – you're representing your sponsor, you're representing your team, you're representing your manufacturer. And those last few laps, there aren't teammates, there's no favors. And I think one, one of the things that – if Denny Hamlin didn't have such a better car, if, he, if he'd gotten to, to the, the back of Matt, if he caught him but was having trouble passing him, I don't think he would have – used the bump and run to get by and to get the victory. I don't think he would have done that. I think he would have avoided all contact. I think. I'm not sure, but I think he would have because there's an interesting story, and I remember this from a couple years ago, when Matt DiBendetto did a video, a social video, talking about how they didn't have any money to race. He didn't have any sponsors. They were out of money, and Denny Hamlin kicked off a Twitter fundraiser, he sent him $5,000 to help him stay in the racing game. And through that Twitter campaign, he, he was able to pick up a sponsor for races and was able to, to stay in the game. And I just thought that was a cool story about Denny Hamlin to say, hey, I, I believe in this kid, and here, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Here's $5,000. Use it however you can to stay in the race. And the way he has handled this whole thing this last week with being told he's not going to be back and basically out of a job, he has handled it with class. He's not found fault with his owner. He's not found fault with anybody. He said, hey, I still want to win. We've still, we still got a great team. I want to get a win for this team. They've done so much for me. He is a class young man, and he will be in a ride next year. No, Guys like Ricky Stenhouse, you better be looking over your shoulder. Yeah, no kidding. Because you have done nothing at Roush Racing. You really haven't. You, you've got... Where did he? He's got a couple wins. He got a couple. Does he have a super? He's one win? of those super speedway racers. He does well at super speedways. Um, that you see him out on top there. But other than that, he's 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 nowhere. He, I mean, he's just nowhere. And guys like that better be looking over their shoulder because Matt D been Matty D. <laughs> I, I have a trouble. I, I stumble over that name, but Matty D is coming, man. He's in your rearview mirror if you are a. a a driver without very much success. This kid is driven, and he he'll be in the Cup Series for a long time, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting, you know. As you know, we're coming to the end of the regular season. Playoffs are going to fly by, and then it'll be interesting to see where things go next year. Yeah, it really is, and you know, you alluded to this in the in the opener that if Matty D had won last night what that would have done to the point standings and what that would have done to some guys at the bottom of the the last two or three places, it would have messed this whole thing up if he had won last night. Yeah, and, look, I mean, we can look at the point standing now. I was kind of looking at it earlier, but I, I'm going to say right now, I don't think Jimmy Johnson is going to be in the playoffs. Nope. I, unless he happens to get a win the next couple races. He's got a win to get in. Yeah. He's got a win to get in. He's 24 points from the – he's an 18th. He's 24 points behind Clint Boyer, who's in 17th, who is two points behind Daniel Suarez. So Clint needs to have – I mean, he finished seventh last night. That was a yeah. good run for him. But he needs to have – he needs a win. He needs a win to get in. Johnson needs a win to get in. But I just don't think it's there. I think we're going to have our first Cup Series playoffs without Jimmy Johnson in contention for the championship. And, I mean, all season long we talked about it. it it's really no longer a shocker to me. 
just I was hoping with this new crew chief. Yesterday, I think just he ended up mad luck. Austin Dillon, I think, got a flat. Johnson got a, it. Just it was just bad. That he, was just Bristol. The last few weeks, he seems to just kind of have some bad luck. Yeah, that that yesterday was just just typical Bristol racing. That's what happens there. And if you if you if you're not if you're driving your car around Bristol at the end of the night and you don't have any damage on it, you aren't racing hard enough. That's all I can say. Are you went in the garage way too early? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So playoffs without Jimmy Johnson. Let's let's look at some guys who are safely in. Obviously, everybody who's got to win this season are safely in. Joe Gibbs Racing accounts for twelve victories this season between three drivers. Um, I think there's no question they have dominated the Cup Series this year with Kyle Busch with four, Denny Hamlin with four, Martin Truex Jr. with four. It's crazy, like, not only, like, they've all won a race besides Eric Jones, but they all have four wins. I mean, just to have multiple wins like that and uh, the season we've seen this far. And Harvick's in with his two wins. Keselowski's in with three. Chase Elliott's got two. Uh, Kurt Busch with a victory. And Alex Bowman with the victory. So those guys are already they're they're locked in, but they're guys that, that are in good shape. Ryan Blaney's in good shape. He'll be in the playoffs. Kyle Larson's in good shape, despite again just not having any bit of good luck this season. He is he is safely in. Really, anybody down to about fourteenth is safely in. I'm looking. Ryan Newman's in fifteenth. He's got a twelve point lead over Daniel Suarez. So and well, Eric Jones in fourteenth. You know, from thirteenth, fourteenth on back to Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard's out. He's he does he's in nineteenth. Anybody below Jimmy Johnson does not. It's not even worth talking about. But uh, those guys, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Suarez, Ryan Newman, they all need a win to lock in that position. Absolutely, um, and. It's, you know, we get a break next weekend, but then Darlington, one of my favorite races, and then the Brickyard, and is this the first year that the Brickyard's the last race for the playoffs? Yeah, it is. Um, which I don't mind that, because I, I can remember a couple years ago, I think Kyle Busch won uh, the Brickyard, and he was just so exhausted after the race. I mean, when they used to race there in the like, middle of the summer, you could, those drivers just were so worn out. It, I mean, the temps in those cars, can't imagine. I, I'm going to withhold my judgment on the Brickyard being the, the cutoff race for the chase or the playoffs. There was just something I loved about Richmond being the cutoff. There was just something about it. There was something about the track, the history. I liked it being a night race, too. It was that great was... that it was a night race, yeah. Um, so, like I say, I'm going to withhold judgment. On the Brickyard, because it is a great race. Well, they're changing it next year. <laughs> We're going to have Daytona. I, I, we'll, we'll get into that later, because that's just a mess. That's a hot mess. It really is. All, ne- all next year is going to be such an interesting talk with all the changes. <laughs> it is. It's going to be interesting. But, but yeah, two races to go. And, uh, you know, there's always guys that... that uh, I'll be shocked if Pinsky or Gibbs... And I, I'm leaning more towards Gibbs... And we've talked, it could be Denny Hamlin for his first championship. We All season long, we've talked Gibbs and Pinsky. I'm not the biggest fan of either team. I mean, I respect both owners and can't deny they got great drivers on the team. But uh, 
I'd be shocked if neither a Gibbs or Penske driver does not win a championship this year. I would be I would be really shocked, and I I, I think it's going to come out of Joe Gibbs Racing. I just don't think those guys are just they're on it. They they are a dominant team, and one of those one of those three who who have four wins is going to be the championship with no doubt in my mind. Denny Hamlin met the media after the race last night, and he had some interesting comments and uh, about Matt Matty D about his team about racing at Bristol. Let's go ahead and hear from Denny Hamlin after his victory last night at Bristol Motor Speedway. This race is special just in general. I mean, uh, you see how many people were in the stands uh, today and tonight, and uh, you just saw the atmosphere really when I got here on Friday. It was just uh, it was it was electric. I mean, you could just tell this this weekend is, is big, and um, I you know I, I definitely got at least two or three texts from my crew chief saying you know this one's really important to me. Just so you know. <laughs> So uh, he encouraged me to not take one lap off, uh, <laughs> that I have a week off ahead of me, and I can rest then. So um, he, was, he was whipping the horse uh, for the entire week. And so I, I definitely can say I did not take a lap off uh, tonight. Yeah, Bristol's a special place. A lot of guys, Rusty Wallace loved Bristol. Jeff Gordon loved Bristol. He was a winner there, won a lot there. The Bush brothers love Bristol because they've dominated for the last – 10 years but it is a special place and it's not only special to drivers it's special to crew chiefs and and his crew chief let him know that this week that this was a big one for me yeah and then he went on to talk about how his team how the over the last few weeks has really stepped it up and and he really feels like they can win anywhere here's Denny Hamlin on their chances as they go towards the playoffs it was uh, great to, to be able to come back, obviously, from two laps down and obviously have multiple wins now at every short track. So, you know, it used to be, I would say, early in my career that it was like, you know, uh, I just can't wait to get to the short tracks. But now I just can't wait to get to a racetrack in general. Uh, we can win. It doesn't matter if it's a road course or a short track or super speedway or anywhere. We just can win every single week. Yeah, you can't deny it. The way they've run the last few weeks. I, there is not a racetrack they cannot be a threat to win. Yeah, I mean, super speedway, short tracks, mile and a half. Um, Hamlin was actually first time I went to a race at the Gaines Speedway. He won there, and Dan, he dominated that race. Actually, I think it was Martin Truex Jr. that dominated, and Hamlin ended up winning. It was a but, Joe Gibbs team. It didn't matter. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> was actually uh, – Truex was actually on and Michael Waltrip racing at that time. Oh, so. back in the day when he got cheated out of his ride. Yeah, we know, all NASCAR <laughs> fans remember that. But uh, Denny Hamlin, if you, if you watched the race last night, right after he got out of his car and they went to interview him, the first thing he talked about was how bad he felt about beating Matt DiBenedetto. And he's a big supporter of, of Matty D. He believes in him. He believes he's an excellent driver. And, uh, and Denny talked to the media about what it was like and how he felt passing Matty D for the victory. Uh, it is a tough business at, at times, uh, but you know Matt is doing a phenomenal job of, of of showing his resume in front of everyone, and so he doesn't need to type it out. He's going out there and performing, and he will land uh, as good or better on his feet. I am certain of it um, after this year. You know, it's really it's really interesting to hear drivers be that kind. You know, yeah, to to say, man, I. I felt so bad. He just won a race. He won at Bristol. And he's like, oh, man, I feel so bad, so bad for passing. I think Hamlin can probably, you know, 
Hamlin's been lucky to be on such a strong team, been with Gibbs all these years. But he knows, you know, the story with Batty D this past week, you know, with him not having a ride next year, or not going to be with Levine Racing. And knowing how well he's run this year for someone on, you know, a secondary team and was so close to that first win that, that would have no doubt helped out, you know, him to get a ride next year and just, you know, it just adds to that the heartbreak of this week. I think Hamlin is just, he he feels bad for him too, and but at the same time, as Hamlin said, he's got to give his hundred and ten percent. He's got he's got to win for his sponsor and for his team. You just got to. You and can't. he's 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 going to be working for you know he's racing for a championship in a you know couple weeks. Yeah, it uh, it's going to be an interesting after next week. Like you said, a weekend off next week, but the the next two races are going to be really really intense. I believe going to Darlington. I love that track. I love racing at Darlington. By the way, NASCAR bring back Rockingham. That was another great track. Oh, I miss Rockingham. But Darlington, then the Brickyard, like you said. And uh, we'll see who who steps up. Jimmy Johnson's, like we said, got a win to get in. Clint Boyer, better win to get in. Because at this point where they're at in the points, it's not a guarantee. It really isn't. And at Darlington, which... One of the reasons I love it is because they go old. You know, a lot of the paint schemes are old school, and it's fun to see oh, yeah. all the paint schemes drivers Throwback have. Paint. That's awesome. But looking back, the last few, you know three years at Darlington, Kozlowski, Hamlin, Truex Jr., <laughs> I think we might see either Penske or Gibbs Why win again. Why should we be surprised? Why should we be surprised that it's not it's not a Penske or a Joe Gibbs car? And the last time Johnson won there was 2012. Wow, that's hard to believe that that now is seven years ago. And we're still talking about over two years now since Jimmy Johnson has a win. That's just stunning when you think about it. Absolutely stunning. It's especially, you know, he just went in his, you know, seventh championship just three years ago. And yeah. It is just crazy. Well, this week in Bristol, we could have been talking about a whole another story that eclipsed the race in Bristol this weekend. Thursday when the news broke that the Dale Earnhardt Jr. and his wife Amy and their daughter Isla and their family dog and the two pilots, his plane crashed on landing as Elizabethan, which is just about 25 minutes from Bristol Motor Speedway. He was there to broadcast the race. They landed, had a hard landing. The plane bounced a couple times. Landing gear collapsed plane slid off the runway, down through a ditch, through a fence, onto the road, burst into flames. This could have been such, it could have been another horrible, horrible tragedy for NASCAR. I can't even imagine, you know, for, you know, someone like, you know, Junior, you know, just what he means to the sport and everything and the history. And if that had turned, when I had first, I I was glad that word got out quickly that, you know, Junior, his family, and the pilots were you know, minor injuries. And at first when I was reading the, the, the planes get off the roadway, I was thinking, oh, this is a minor little incident. But then when you see the photos and the video and the flames and the smoke, you're just like, how? And you're just like, no words can describe it, except like so thankful that it just turned out the way it did. And um, NASCAR has seen its, you know, share of tragedies like 
this uh, that have gone the other way. And um, I think Alan Kowicki is one that comes to mind. Yeah, it, it was in it was in, he Alan Kowicki was on his way to Bristol in the spring of 1993 when his plane crashed and four people died. And um, I was here at the TV station when the news of this. You you were here too, weren't you on th- Thursday? Uh yeah. We, yeah, we were both here, and, and the word of this crash just can't, just ha- you know broke. And I'm like, no, oh, my God, no, don't. This can't happen. This cannot happen to the Earnhardt family. You know, and first the detail, the early details are sketchy. You see that we see the video coming in. We see the video a lot of times before you, the, the public does because it's coming right into this, the station. And you look at that, and I saw the, the tail number, uh, N8JR and I knew whose plane that was. I mean there was no doubt whose plane it was. You didn't know exactly who was on there, but pretty quickly we got news that everybody got out, which was just like whew. man, but I just can't imagine his sister Kelly who runs JR Motorsports. His mom. You know, NASCAR. Are we going to lose another Earnhardt in a tragedy like this? I just can't I can't imagine how different this weekend would have been if that had turned out any differently. It totally just I mean like when his you know his father passed away, it would have just shadowed the whole weekend, no doubt. I mean for weeks and months it would have been I mean, even to this day, you know, Earnhardt's death is brought up and it still has an impact on the sport. It still felt in NASCAR all these years later. And Junior, I think, has been able to, like, be his own person. And he's, I don't think he no longer, where people right afterward were, you know, he was sort of having to follow in his dad's shadow, and people were hoping to see, you know, just like that. But Junior, over the years and since his retirement, he's done a lot for his sport, and we've seen him, you know, just his his life really come together with, you know, his wife, his first kid and you just you saw the change over the years when he first met Amy and just how happy he is now I think he loves doing the broadcasting now and he's enjoying retirement actually he's right ra- all right but one he's supposed to race in the Xfinity series in, the, in uh, Darlington he, he was supposed to race at Bristol this weekend was he not I'm not sure I think I have to look I think Darlington is the only one. Was it Darlington? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, and that's going to be for fun. And it's, you know, he he retired because of the concussion situation. Darlington is a track that is not conducive to high-speed, high-impact crashes, <laughs> you know, where a concussion could be. I mean, you can get – a concussion could be a problem anywhere, but less of a chance at a track like Darlington. Yeah. And – when when the news first came out, and I was seeing it, you know, from our affiliates out in Tennessee, it was just kind of like a double take. It was kind of like, "Am I reading this right?" And we both thought the same thing. You're like, we're, we were both like, "No, this can't be right." And then it, I was so like, I'm so glad that news got out quickly because I can't, you know, the anticipation and all that. Pretty much once I was able to get some information um, and read from the news outlets in Tennessee. News got out quickly that him, Junior, and his family and the pilots were okay, which is great because once the the footage of that plane came out, I mean that plane is just disintegrated. Oh yeah, it's it's and and you looked at it 
the next day when they held a press conference, the NTSB held a press conference right in front of the plane, and you're just looking at it like, how how did they get out of there? It was a miracle. It really was. Something I thought that was neat, I read this right before uh, we came down here to record the show, is uh, on the Newswire, uh, NASCAR, all the first responders that helped on that got free tickets to the race this week. And I yeah, that was, that was cool. a pretty cool deal. NASCAR is always really good about that, taking care of first responders and servicemen and women. And uh, that that was very, very cool. And and that's a that's a pretty how would you like to be the first responder and the paramedic that arrives on the scene and, and you walk up and you go, Holy cow, that's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. That would have been just that would have been surreal, I think, for those first responders. And the, the more heartbreaking is not just, you know, Junior, but I mean his his daughter's, you know, just a little over a year old. Yep, fifteen and, months. Man, and 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 it wasn't a plane crash, but another one. And I was I was alive but younger, but as I got older, I kind of read, you know, Davy Allison and that incident, like that Talladega. one. Um, I've talked with family when that happened, and, you know, they cried when they heard the news on that. And, you know, Ricky Hendrick and, you know, the the plane crash then in, in Virginia and Martinsville. Yep, yep. I, I, remember, I remember Adam Petty. I was working that day when that happened in New Hampshire. Uh, Adam Petty had become, at the time we had a radio show, um, and Adam Petty had become a friend, and, and he was on our show very pretty frequently just an amazing young man and I, I was working that day and heard that news uh tony roper who was killed in a truck accident at texas motor speedway i was working that night i have been had the unfortunate uh circumstances that put me in the newsroom or or at a radio station when all think, those things happened i think i remember seeing that crash at texas yeah it was wicked it was wicked. That truck went head on into the wall at, at almost 200 miles an hour. And it was, I'll never forget it. And the name escapes me right now. And I can't believe it escapes me. He, he drove the 28 Texaco car. Kenny. Oh, Kenny, Kenny Irwin. Irwin. Kenny Irwin Jr. I remember that. I remember that. And it was just, death. same as, you know, New Hampshire as well. And it was just two months after Adam Petty. And, the sad thing is, is NASCAR should have started doing something. They they did start, you know, there was a Hans device or but it was optional. But it took until someone like Earnhardt uh, died for NASCAR. But it is nice now to see that within the sport of NASCAR, um, you know, we the safety they've done, the safety barriers, the devices in the cars, um, the drivers are pretty safe now. Not that they can't have serious injuries and it's still a dangerous sport, but uh just the safety. But then I mean junior situation is just I mean, these these teams, these broadcasters, these drivers, they I mean, they travel so much. Um they have to they have to fly on private planes. Yeah. They cannot do what they do and fly commercially. There's just no way. Because if you're a driver, you have you have sponsorship responsibilities during the week. You're flying to meet and greets. You're flying to corporate headquarters. You're flying here and there. You 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 have to fly in for the race at at odd hours where you couldn't get a commercial flight to get you there. You you have Monday off if you don't race, and they need that they need that transportation that form of transportation to make their life easier. I mean that's that's just how it is. There's no getting around it. And guys like Jeff Burton, I, I, he's on the broadcast team with 
with Junior, and he said, "We can't, we can't do what we do unless we fly privately." And thankfully, I mean, they're they're blessed enough that they have the money that they can. You know, Junior had a Cessna Citation jet, and and they're they're blessed that they can do that. But it's it's a necessity of the job now. Yeah. And I, you know, somebody talked about. Well, you wonder how they're going to get home. Um, I don't know, but I think I would have paused a moment before I got on another plane after just walking away from a fiery yeah, no crash. I mean, it, I'm curious to hear, um, or unless it's already, I doubt, but I'm curious to hear, you know, interviews with Junior um, after this whole incident. I haven't just, seen anything yet. Um, and then, which is great because he needs to, you know, him and his family, they need <laughs> a break right now. And luckily, uh, he was able to take a weekend off from broadcasting to kind of spend time with his family after that. And then, you know, they're off next weekend and a guy like junior, he'll be back and ready to go. I'm sure by Darlington. And can you imagine the ovation at the driver introduction at the Xfinity race in Darlington when he is announced, it's going to be amazing. Not just because, well, yeah, just because of what he'd just been through and, and, and walked away and, and is, is going to be able to do that at Darlington. And I, I don't usually do this, um, but i got to tell you, a pretty entertaining uh, podcast to listen to is get the junior download and listen to him interview some of the greats of this sport and, and just be with some of his people. It's very, very entertaining, and you get to see a side of junior that you don't often see. And uh, listen to ours first, download ours first, and then later in the week, uh, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday when Junior does his podcast. I miss I miss Junior's commentary on uh, the radio when he did race. I'll never forget the Morningsville when Gordon won his last race, and of course you either remember that one as Gordon's last win, but because of that, you have to you have to thank Matt Kenseth and knocking out Joey Logano that whole incident. And I remember <laughs> Matt Kenseth walking away with that had sunglasses on and. Junior's commentary was like, look at him. He's got a sunglass song. He's bad. (laughs) He's bad to the bone. But, yeah, Junior has transcended this sport in ways that his dad never would have because he's media savvy. Some of the stuff his his production companies have done has been amazing. And he's, he's a smart guy. You wouldn't think so just listening to him, but he's a smart, savvy businessman. He's set for life because he's made the most out of everything he's done. And, uh, I'm just thankful that uh, that they're okay and they're at home relaxing and uh, they're still with us. Yeah, I think uh, Earnhardt Sr. was definitely looking over his son and his family. Boy, I'll tell you what. All right, on to Darlington. Now, we're off next week. There's no race next week, so we won't be here because you don't want to hear Brian and I sharing cookie recipes. So, on to Darlington in two weeks. Who is going to be in victory lane in Darlington? I'm going to go. I'm. I'm right now. I'm going to make my my claim. The number ninety five car, Matty D, is going to win in Darlington and get into the get into the playoffs. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Truex Jr. Oh, uh, so you're going. You're what a homer you are going with Joe Gibbs Racing. Look at you. I think it's been a few. He hasn't <laughs> had him win in a few weeks, and I think um, we've. You know, he's he's done well here. Um, and 12 wins for Joe Gibbs is just not enough. No, I don't want it to happen. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying my guess is I feel Truex Jr. Now, we've, we're almost on the regular season. We've not been right once in our guesses. but Which is why I don't bet. That's why I do not gamble, because I would be broke. 
I do. My family and I, on uh, some races, we have, we do this usually for Daytona in the last race, but you have a sheet of all the drivers and you circle 10 who you think are going to finish the best. And at the end, so first place is one point, second place, two points. So you, whoever has the least amount of points wins. And I can usually do pretty well the last race because I have a pretty good idea. Obviously, you're gonna, everyone's going to circle the four drivers. Right, right. And then, the, I mean, just the people who have been done well all season, you can kind of guess. Daytona is always a fun one because it's all just a crapshoot. But whenever my family does this, um, and we put like $5 in the pool, and... You know, you hear it's you got to kind of strategize well because you got to think who does well at Daytona, or right. But if someone like Harvick wrecks, you're kind of like, dang it. But then most everyone else probably circled Harvick, so you're still okay. But that one person that was like, I don't like, then it circled Harvick, you're like, oh crud, they're <laughs> they're doing well. There goes my five bucks. But yeah, that's that's what I love about this sport is you can you can you can be a fan of it in so many ways, and lots of people like fantasy racing's. Uh, Sports anchor here, Rob Collins, says is a fantasy racer every week, and and we're always talking about his strategy and who he put on his team, and and so that's why I love the sport. I love the sport because there's good people involved. You don't have to worry about watching the sport with your kids. Your family can sit down and watch a race. They can have they can be fans of of drivers. It's just it's just a fun sport to follow. And this year, even though it started out kind of slow, we have got we have we have had a great racing season this year. My my cousin, he did fantasy a few years ago uh, in uh, 2013, and right he decided to drop Tony Stewart from his team right before Tony Stewart hurt his leg in that dirt track racing incident, and he was just like, I don't know how, but something told me I needed to drop Tony Stewart, and then that happened. I did. I've only done NASCAR fantasy once, and I think they've changed it now. But the time I when I did it, it was it was just okay. But whatever happens in two weeks at Darlington. We'll be here to tell you all about it on the Fox 4 Race Zone. And uh, everybody take a nice weekend off. Have a good weekend next weekend. Relax and get geared up for the playoffs because we got guys who need to win to get into the playoffs. But whatever happens, Darlington, we'll be here on the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Everybody have a fantastic week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.